Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Preston's Super Show. Thank you for being here. Thank you for joining me, as always. Today we are talking about the Senate bill that has Apple, Amazon, and some other big tech companies a little bit weary right now, treading uh, shallow waters right now. And we're going to get into that. Senate Bill S-2992. And this is something the 117th Congress is pushing, our federal Congress. And it first caught my eye in ArsTechnica.com while scrolling through my Google News Feed. This is written by Gilad Edelman, first appearing in Wired.com this month. Um, And it was titled, The Senate Bill That Has Big Tech Scared. And I know what you're thinking. Oh, I'm just going to skip past this bill. That's what you're thinking. You're thinking, I'm just going to skip past this bill. Like, I'm going to skip past this little post here. I'm not worried about you. These are the things that are important. You like stocks? These affect stocks. You like crypto? These affect crypto. You don't think they do? Somehow, some way or another, they end up affecting something you like. Pay attention. Be informed. It's the best way to be. He goes on to say in this article, more to the point, these sellers have to pay for FBA. The Senate bill prohibits a company making preferred status or placement on the covered platform dependent on the purchase or use of other products or services. Kovachev argues that this would kill Prime for Amazon because you can't have Prime without FBA. The guarantee of one or two day shipping is sort of inextricably linked with having as much control over the shipping and fulfillment process as possible, he says. So we go into this bill to really see that a couple things I want to point out to you. This bill is as antitrust as much as it is for the consumer. To really know and understand this bill, you have to truly know who cooked it up. That would be sponsor of the bill, Senator of Minnesota, Amy Klobuchar, a Democrat. Midterm elections are swinging around. The Democrats build back better, stalled out. They hit the brakes on all of that since they themselves are confused about which measures to support. You have the cannabis bill, H.R. 3617, floating around that I did a video on that's garnering a lot of attention. In this video, I want to highlight the main points on this bill and tell you my thoughts about the timeline for passage of this S-2992 American Innovation and Online Act, what we're here talking about today. So in Ars Technica, there's a couple more things I want to highlight in this article. I'm going to link it. You can read it in full. He goes on to say, but the bill doesn't quite ban FBA. It just says Amazon can't force sellers to pay for its fulfillment program to get the prime label. If the bill became law, the company would have to let third-party sellers choose other logistic providers. What the bill would do in that case would be to force Amazon to develop a system on its marketplace so that sellers can choose 
alternative fulfillment partners like DHL or FedEx or UPS or whatever, says Summit Sharma, a senior researcher at Consumer Reports. And then they have to ensure that what they show in the search results is not influenced by who's fulfilling the order as long as I'm getting it within a day or two or whatever. They can still have Prime membership. And then in closing on this article, because it's very long, uh, quite a bit to it. So I'm going to close here with this article um, and move on to the next part of this video here. It actually is very good in a quote here for Prime members, because if the legislation passes, it means there will be competition for who can provide the best package delivery, says Stacy Mitchell, the coordinator of the ILSR. Last thing, the bill would impose other constraints on Amazon, like preventing it from using data gleaned from third-party sellers to improve the sale of its own brands. Uh, similar to what Google did in the UK and got in trouble for. Last month, the House Judiciary Committee asked the DOJ to investigate Amazon executives for allegedly lying to Congress about whether the company does this. But Mitchell, who supports the bill, says it doesn't go far enough. So this is what happens. A problem pops up. People say, hold on. We need to fix this problem. Hold on. We're not going far enough. She thinks a breakup is needed so that Amazon, the retailer, is separate from Amazon, the third-party marketplace, is separate from Amazon, the logistics company. She's quoted as saying, you cannot have the entity that sets the rules for how marketplace works and has a godlike view of everything that's going on to also be participating in that marketplace, she says, end of quote. It's the end of the article there by Gillette Edelman at Wired.com. There's a lot more to it. It goes on for quite a while. You can read more about it, but we have a couple more things to get to in this video, and I want to do this in timely fashion. In, in uh, educational format, okay, so I want to really knock this out of the park when we go to this next part. We really nail down what is in this bill. Um, and then we could talk about uh, an important letter here uh, about this bill concerning the Senate. And uh, we'll go from there to my final thoughts and wrap it up on the timeline for passage. <clears throat> so, Senate Bill... S-2992 in the 117th Congress uh, has been reported to Senate uh, March 2nd, 2022. So they're looking this over. The bill prohibits certain large online platforms from engaging in specific acts, including giving preference to their own products on the platform, unfairly limiting the availability on the platform of competing products from another business or discriminating in the application or enforcement of the platform's terms of service among similarly situated users. Further, a platform may not materially restrict or impede the capacity of a competing business user to access or interrogate with the same platform. In interappropriate, I should say, not interrogate, interappropriate. Operating system or hardware or software features. The bill also restricts the platform's use of non-public data obtained from or generated on the platform and prohibits the platform from restricting access to platform data generated by the activity of a competing business user. 
The bill also provides additional restrictions related to installing or uninstalling software, search or ranking functionality, which like happens on Google. They, they, you know, you have a rank, um, and, and then they had a thing where they wanted to do away with that in retaliation for contact with law enforcement regarding actual or potential violations of law. The bill establishes affirmative defenses for the prohibited conduct. The Federal Trade Commission and the Department of Justice must designate whether an entity is a platform covered by the bill, and both must carry out enforcement activities. So let me read that part again to you, this last sentence here. The Federal Trade Commission and the Department of Justice must designate whether an entity is a platform covered by the bill. That means they got to decide whether Google or Apple or Amazon are covered by this bill and both must carry out enforcement activities. Then they're responsible, responsible for keeping up with checking on whether they're doing their due diligence or not. The bill also provides for civil penalties, injunctions, and the forfeit of profits for repeat offenders if these businesses step out of line. I'll link that as well. It's from the government website, congress.gov. So we have a letter here. Cicilline, Buck, Klobuchar, Grassley announced Department of Justice support for bipartisan legislation to restore online competition. So just last month in March, on March 29th, the Justice Department released this. The department is strongly supportive of these objectives and encourages both the committee and Congress to work to finalize this legislation and pass it into law. This is why it's important that I did a video on this because this is soon going to be passed and now you have the education and the knowledge behind it and you'll be able to understand and, and know that this isn't something that's bad. In the letter of support, Acting Assistant Attorney General Peter Hewn wrote, the department views the rise of dominant platforms as presenting a threat to open markets and competition with risk for consumers, businesses, innovation, resiliency, global competitiveness, and our democracy. So in a sense, what he's saying here in this on the government website here in this letter about these senators is that, yes, competition is being stomped out, that there's bad actors in, cap in the capitalist system. And we got to root that out because they're finding loopholes and they're finding different things. And then they're trying to use a uh, an obnoxious defense to defend what they're doing. So another quote here, we believe that this legislation has the potential to have a positive effect on dynamism in digital markets going forward. So digital markets were brought up. Our future global competitiveness depends on innovators and entrepreneurs having the ability to access markets free from dominant incumbents that impede innovation, competition, resiliency, and widespread prosperity, the letter continued on. Even more importantly, the legislation may support the growth of new tech businesses adjacent to the platforms, which may ultimately pose a critical needed competitive check to the covered platforms themselves. For these reasons, the department strongly supports the principles and goals animating the legislation and looks forward to working with the Congress to ensure that the final legislation enacted meets these goals. So, Congressman Cicilline Buck and Lance Gooden, a Republican of Texas, introduced the American Innovation and Choice Online Act in the House on June 11, 2021. 
the legislation passed the House Judiciary Committee by a bipartisan vote of 24 to 20 on June 24, 2021. The bill has 32 co-sponsors. Now, let's fast forward. In October, Senator Klobuchar and Senator Grassley introduced the American Innovation and Choice Online Act. So this is a two-part of a of an ongoing uh, series of bills to set common sense rules of the road for major digital platforms to ensure they cannot unfairly preference their own products and services. So this is taking an aim at the online boom, the digital boom online, because uh, the major companies are getting out of control and, uh, in a sense, uh, taking us to the cleaners. In February, the legislation passed the Senate Judiciary Committee by a bipartisan vote of 16 to 6. So small sample, but yes, it does look like it has pretty good support here, making it the first major bill on technology competition to advance to the Senate floor since the dawn of the Internet. So this is really good here. And uh, it shouldn't get lumped in with a bunch of other things. This should just go as one separate bill. Like in the, I like the way it's being done. The Senate legislation is co-sponsored by Senators Dick Durbin, Lindsey Graham, Richard Blumenthal, John Kennedy, Cory Booker, Cynthia Lumens, Maisel Horano, Mark Warner, Josh Hawley, surprisingly, Dave Drains, and Sheldon Whitehouse, and endorsed by companies including Roku, DuckDuckGo, Yelp, Spotify, and Match Group. Over 35 small and medium-sized tech companies signed a letter supporting this legislation and urging Congress to take action to advance it because we need the Congress, the lower chamber of the House, to take action. Okay, so what we're looking for now is some clarity on this because it's getting bogged down in the mess of the midterms is what I like to call it. So... We know the midterm elections are right around the corner. I don't want to give you my final thoughts and what I believe about the timeline of passage uh, for S2992, the Senate bill. We used to say Amazon is getting too big. Now Amazon is too big. If you have a business in some shape, you may be using Amazon. If you are an entrepreneur, you can learn a lot about Amazon, but you should be weary of Amazon. Amazon isn't in a business to make you bigger than them. They're in a business to keep you dependent on them, reliant on them. There's a better word, better term for it. The fiscal conservative argument has long been to not allow the government to set and control prices. Instead, letting the free market work cost anomalies and deficiencies out. However, we see with soaring drug prices, the government did step in under President Trump and caught the cost of insulin. Um, the true free market economy is adaptable. And that, my dear listeners, is proven by COVID-19. Look how business has stepped up. We need more of them, not less of them. And this this bill uh, would, would actually help more businesses be created. Businesses were at the forefront, having testing sites and uh, smaller store standings uh, that were staying open, that were a beacon of hope to keep going to all of us. It's time to shelter those negative doubts about capitalism. Our society is built on it, runs on it. Congress and the Senate have and will be an interventionist in the rise of technology, companies muscling other ones out of the way. The question we need to be asking is how far is good enough?
what is fair for us, the consumer, and fair for them, the business. Keep it simple. It's not attacking someone or some entity if you are telling the truth. Senator Klobuchar and Senator Grassley have good intentions here. The timeline of passage is going to be shifty. You can already see that shaping out. They do not want to rush it. right? They haven't really touched it since early this month, the end of March. A lot of our elected officials are out campaigning. That's what they're doing. This will be heavily examined in the early summer. Then it will pass because Biden won't have any objections to it. Um, and it actually does him a, a lot of favors, but I'm that I'm not going to stand in the way of that. What I'm saying is uh, this is a good piece of legislation. It makes sense. I would love to see DraftKings, FanDuel, and Barstool Sportsbooks get on board and then also open up betting for this bill and other bills to be passed. So tell Dave Portnoy to get on that. But other than that, ladies and gentlemen, that is all I have for you. Thank you for tuning in. God bless you. In the name of the Father and the Son, the Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. Hope you had a good Easter. Check out all the other content on the channel. You know I'll be back soon with something spectacular. Just like the hands of time, I'm turning it over to you. Good night and God bless. Palms 37-4.